Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. Have you checked out our latest t-shirt design? It's inspired by our friends over at London Comic Con. Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios came up with this amazing design of a comic book cover. It features 22 stars of the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene, including Cody Deaner, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, Tarek, Sebastian Swab, Halal Beefcake, graduates of the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and many more. You can get your t-shirt for just $30 or buy the poster for $15. Proceeds from this sale are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Stephen's Wrestling Journey. Stephen's an 8-year-old fighting carry malformation and they're searching for a cure. You can contact me either through our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get yourself a great t-shirt with an amazing design and help a wonderful cause at the same time. So contact me today and get your shirt or poster. Are you a pro wrestling fan? Do you want the latest info on shows and the stars that appear throughout Ontario? Are you looking for information and insight into the independent wrestling scene? Want interviews and information on the big leagues? Then you want Knights of the Squared Circle with Ryan Knight on Coyote 103. Ryan has his finger on the pulse of wrestling in Ontario on every level, and he brings that to you every Sunday at noon. Listen for your wrestling fix with Ryan Knight and Knights of the Squared Circle, Sunday at noon, only on Coyote 103. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, welcome to TNT Thursday Night Throwdown for Thursday, July the 23rd, 2020. As you will note, Sean Bates is not part of this episode. We gave him the boot for the week so he could spend some time at the beach with his, uh, his lovely wife, <laughs> but uh, definitely a hot enough day for it. I do, however, have alongside me Mr. Stephen O'Neill in Toronto. Stephen, how you been? Good. How are you guys? Are you in uh, Toronto there? <laughs> or London? So fucking, uh, <laughs> weeks. we've started already, uh, yeah, the F-bombs, uh, and uh, we're like, what, less than a minute into the show, but uh, I, I guarantee it won't be the uh, the only F-bomb. Uh, Steve and I were talking a little bit off air as far as the wrestling went this week, and uh, I know we're going to disagree, that's for sure, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> like I said, it is uh, TNT Thursday Night Throwdown. Um, so you will hear that theme music for episode 28, which is tonight, episode 29, which is next week, and then episode 30, uh, which I believe is the first episode we do in July, or sorry, August. Uh, we're going to have new theme music, new uh, pictures to go along with it, uh, new outro music as well, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to monetize sometime without getting any kind of YouTube warnings. But, uh, Stephen, what did you... Let me ask you this. What did you see this week that was actually enjoyable to you? Um, the nice weather outside. <laughs> um, as far as wrestling went, not, nothing to do with the weather. <laughs> uh, 
Next. All right. So there, there was. I, no, I, I'm sorry. I caught up on a lot of uh, New Japan. All right. So uh, I'll tell you this. Clarence uh, do some Midwestern wrestling uh, the same way. It, it spent uh, most of the night the other night apparently catching up on New Japan as well. But uh, we'll talk a little bit of New Japan as far as uh, uh, Sengoku Lord in Nagoya taking place on the 25th, I believe. I'll get the date uh, accurate just in a sec here. But uh, Impact Wrestling Slammiversary took place last Sunday. Actually, last Saturday. And then uh, the Horror Show at Extreme Rules took place last Sunday. Anything stand out about those two shows for you? Uh, well, the horror show was horrible, from what yeah. I read. I listened to the Jim Cornette uh, drive-through when he reviewed it. It was the greatest thing ever. He's oh, he's got the same feeling as me. I can't stand the bull, the bullshit. I mean, the Sasha Banks Oscar match was good until the finale. The Dolph Ziggler, uh, Drew McIntyre should have been good, but the stupid s- stipulation and it killed me. Slammiversary, it was there. They shoot themselves in the foot. It's two steps. It's one step forward, fourteen steps back with impact. So, see, I, okay, so I hundred percent agree as far as uh, extreme rules the horror show goes. The fact is, uh, Sean and I did a recap following the show. Um, he was surprised when we went thirty minutes. We had like over two hundred views on that stupid thing. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, it was the the. I, our show itself was probably more enjoyable within the, the pay-per-view, but uh, a lot of rumors uh, taking place being talked about for SummerSlam. As far as Impact goes, Slam Reversal, I have to disagree. You had the Motor uh, City Machine Guns make their re-debut. Oh, I um, with them. And then all of a sudden, Kylie Ray expected to win a number one uh, gauntlet, uh, number one contenders match. Uh, Chris Bay, you know, um, uh, beat Willie Mack to win the title. Uh, just going through the, uh, the uh, uh, results here, the North. Uh, ended up retaining, and then that you said you saw Impact this week, so that was actually play into Impact. Um, before we get into Impact, as far as the uh, show itself this past Tuesday goes, um, highlights being a lot of former WWE superstars. Sean used to put it the put it the fact is you know Impact TNA picking up basically garbage from the WWE. Um, is there anybody that stands out amongst the, uh, the the recent signings that you know you you actually agree with or you're actually you know um, happy to see? I know I think you said uh, Gallows and Anderson. Anybody else? Oh, I love Gallows and Anderson. I think the deal they got is something they probably wouldn't have got in AEW, um, where they can wrestle, go over to Japan when they can. I think if they could have got that deal in AEW, it would have been smarter for them to get go to AEW. But uh, I'm trying to think who else. Ryan Myers, waste of time. You got EC3. You've got uh, Heath. Heath, a joke. Um, it looks like he's just doing what he just did in WWE. Uh, with- Eric Young's there again. Eric Young and EC3 interest me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm interested in EC3 with this moose, but I kind of, it's interesting, but it's not interesting enough for me to necessarily tune in for that specifically. I mean, the North versus uh, the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns, I forgot about them. I'm happy they're back. Um, Alex Shelley doesn't look like he's missed the day. Chris Saban, you can tell his knees are bothering him, but... I, I definitely read that they they came back. I watched 
that them and the Rascals, I forgot about that match because Slanniversary wasn't memorable. Um, that was a good match. I'm, I was surprised about the result in the tag team match on Tuesday. Um, Cause that it wasn't who I thought the North was going to lose to. I'm disappointed that they put uh, Gallows and Anderson in with Ace. Don't get me wrong. I love Ace Austin, but Madman Fulton, Reno scum seems like a waste of the good brothers. Gallows and Anderson. I just figured that they could have been, there's other tag, well, not really an impact, but um, I mean, the North I would have thought for sure would have been the first up for the good brothers started started off solid, but it looks like they're going the WWE route and wasting them. So, so if, I mean, I know we're in the middle of COVID right now, but the fact is based on rosters right now, who are your top three rosters as far as uh, professional wrestling go? Um, Not necessarily what they're doing with them right now, but the potential of these guys and what they could do with these guys, just the, the all around best rosters that you're excited about. NXT. New Japan and I, I, there's potential in AEW, but they f- fucking don't know what they're doing. I'm, I try to watch impact as much as I can, but the problem is, is like I said, they take one step forward, 14 steps back. I was, you know, the stupid wrestlers house that they're doing. It's, it's stupid shit that they could be using that time to get the rascals over who are very, who I seen at the London music hall when they came for smash, but they, they wasting these like the, the airtime as much as I'm not a comedy fan, the Deaners, there's a tag team that you could be having. You have, you have so many better wrestlers that, and then put on the joke wrestler says, which scares the shit out of me how bad it's going to be. So let me ask you this. So you uh, you name, well, you didn't necessarily name a top three, but you named your, your top two for sure. Um, if you were to take NXT and you were to take, say, Impact Wrestling in 2021, so 2020, let's write it off completely. Who's going into 2021 as your champions, your main champions? Impact Wrestling as, as well as NXT. Uh, Impact, I would be putting the belt on Ace Austin. To me, he's got that heel persona. Um, I think either Keith Lee or Karrion Cross in NXT. I'm really excited to see them uh, at TakeOver 30 because I think that that will be a good matchup. Um, but I mean, and we both know it. I'm not an AEW fan. I don't hide it, but AEW has a chance to make me want to watch them. And then they put on horseshit that they just put on on Wednesday. Yeah. It's, I mean, is I, I will agree to disagree. Cause I, I know your stance on AEW. It's it's I'm interested in what that moment's going to be as far as what's going to turn you around as far as AEW goes. I mean, I think it was last week we were talking about uh, the four horsemen, so to speak, and who our four horsemen would be. You know what I mean? And maybe that would turn you around. If they hired Jim Cornette, maybe no. that would. No. He wouldn't, he wouldn't lower himself. That's the thing. 
All right, we'll leave it at that. Um, like, so, well, I know we'll talk about um, Dynamite, but the revival, why, why, why aren't they wrestling? Why aren't they wrestling? Why, why weren't they on the show? They put on. They were on the awful. show. They just uh, they they weren't wrestling on the show. That's all. Yeah, but that that's the problem. They have the best tag team in the world right now, and they do a run in. All right, we'll uh, we'll get into that when we talk at AEW. Uh, the one thing I do want to mention, so you'll see the backdrop there. That is the North, the longest reigning Impact champions, not just tag team champions, but longest reigning Impact champions of all time. They beat uh, Taya Valkyrie's record of 377 days. Sure enough, Impact had put that out there, and then they go and lose the titles on this past Tuesday. Uh, a little briefing on the North for those people that aren't informed. Uh, basically, team was formed back in 2011 as the Monster Mafia here in Canada. Obviously, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander. Uh, they ended up winning the titles against LAX at, I think it was Bash at the Brewery. I think the, uh, the event was called. But... Um, the first and only title reign they ever had. They took it. They took basically to me the tag team division in Impact Wrestling to a new level, losing it to the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, and I'm going to ask you a booking question. The fact is, would you take the titles off the Motor City Machine Guns? And uh, you're right. Alex Shelley looks like he hasn't lost a beat. I remember seeing him last year against Matt Taven, singles belt at ROH in Toronto at that. Um, but the fact is, Chris Sabin, you can tell he's not as quick as he used to be. I think they're pretty much around the same age. Difference is, Chris Sabin, I think wasn't as smart as Alex Shelley was when it came to his moveset back in the day. Uh, that's not a knock against him because I am basically one of the biggest marks for Chris Saban in the world. But the fact is, you can tell he's not as quick as he used to be. He's still out there. He's still trying. He At one point, he had officially retired. He had done, like I think, a, a training seminar, done an a NXT for a week uh, as a coach, and then now he's back as tag team champion. But uh, can you, I mean, think about it this way. Do you put the titles on the Rascals at this point, beating the Motor City Machine Guns to basically give them credibility, or do you put them back on the North? I would assume if you don't put them on the Rascals, they're dead. Like you can't, you would never take them serious anymore. To me, I'd put them on the Rascals, build a feud between the Rascals and the North, which we've seen on Impact, and they both both teams can go. You got a feud there for that actually would make me want to watch it and eventually put the titles back on the North and have the Rascals chase again. Then you've got the Good Brothers. You've got teams to chase with the North. But, I mean, the North are the heels. And I was disappointed that they took them off the North to put them on the Motor City Machine Guns because that wouldn't have been where I went with it. I think if you're going to have the North lose them, it should have been to the Rascals. It should have been to a team that needed it. Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns didn't need it. So, Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And one of the things I, I worry about, my concern with the Good Brothers, is the fact is because Gallows is so damn big. How do you take a team like, say, the Rascals and put them against a team like, say, uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson? Uh, even the Motor City Machine Guns, they're, they're going to look tiny compared to, you know, Gallows. Anderson's about, you know, mid-range, about, mid, you know, uh, average-sized guy. But it's, I mean, you don't want to, it's you don't want a Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio situation, you know what I mean? So definitely be interesting. But uh, guys, uh, like I said, uh, Impact Wrestling, so new tag team champions as of uh, this week for Impact. 
And I'll just change the backdrop there just so you can see Chris Chabin, Alex Shelley holding up the title. So if, yeah, if you get a chance, go back and check it out. Fight Network here in Canada. Uh, we're going to go into some controversy right now. So the whole speaking out movement took place uh, about a month ago. Uh, you know, we uh, we discussed it on the show, obviously. Um, one of the guys who was mentioned was Joey Ryan. Have you had a chance to see what Joey Ryan has stated in the past couple of days, Stephen? Oh, yeah. I watched that. I couldn't watch it all in one sitting because it's an hour. And I was throwing up every time he spoke every couple minutes. Have you ever just see, watched someone just spew bullshit out of their mouth? Because that's what I just watched in an hour. So I haven't seen the video. Um, Michael Logan produced the same sort of one. I haven't seen that video either. Um, I can't comment on either video because I haven't seen them. Fact is, if you go to Pro Wrestling Sheet, uh, look up uh, Joey Ryan denies nearly every single claim that was made against him. Uh, I believe the video is almost an hour in length. And basically, yeah, Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet breaks it down. So when you get towards the bottom of the article, um, Ryan, the, the Pro Wrestling Sheet states one by one by one by one what Joey Ryan actually has to say, say about all this. You know, the truth is, when I read some of the reports online, it was one of those things that nobody had gone and gotten uh, gotten a lawyer as far as the speaking out movement goes and that's why ryan had waited so long as far as what was taking place and you know basically said hey now is my time because there's no legal action involved i mean do you agree or disagree with the fact that i mean it's allegations at this point but sh should he have opened up his mouth no he's also said that impact part of that video he wasn't impact Part of his contract, and this is the greatest part line ever, because I want this in every contract from now on, I write. Anything previous to him signing at Impact, he could not be fired for. So if any previous bad action before he signed at Impact, Impact Wrestling was not allowed to fire him. Hold on, that was actually stated? Yeah, part of his video. He's going to end up suing Impact. It, he made it clearly obvious that impact according to him and in his video that his impact wrestling contract that he signed said impact wrestling was not allowed to fire him for any previous bad action prior to signing so that, he knew it was all going to come out eventually i was going to say but but i mean does okay in saying that the fact is i mean who looks more uh, okay who looks more dumb impact wrestling or him he goes into this with a guilty conscience, knowing that there's a past, but Impact Wrestling still signs the guy. And well, yet, there's no Impact has not confirmed that that was part of his contract. That's just what he's saying to make himself look like a babyface right now, or trying. You know the fact. I gotta say this. So when it comes to a guy like Joey Ryan, the fact is nobody else signed him. As talented as he was, he was an independent sensation. Nobody else would sign him. And also, next thing you know. He's sitting there, he's a free agent, and he makes this statement, and I forget how long ago it was, but he's like, you know what, I'm going to stay on the independent scene, I'm going to do bar wrestling, and you know, that's just, I'm going to make more money here than I would anyplace else. Then you see him on Impact Wrestling. Now all of a sudden he got canned. So it's <sighs> writing on the wall, so to speak. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it, I don't, so I don't. Know, I, guilty because the Bucks, who were like friends with him, went through their Being the Elite show, and edited him out of everything from the beginning. Did you think that they would do that if there wasn't some some definite guilt there? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple months as far as he goes. Because the fact is, 
it's almost like he's almost basically given up. You know, it's like if, I'm, if, I'm, if it's one of those things. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down fighting. Yeah, his career's over. I can't ever see anyone offering him a contract again. Yeah, and and I mean, it's one of those things. It's who's ever going to feel comfortable watching him in the ring, or you know, mm-hmm. thinking to themselves, "What the hell's going on backstage with this guy?" You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's no one. Like I could see. I think he owns bar wrestling, so I'm sure if he wants to book himself, but I don't know any wrestlers in their right mind that would sign up for that because that's yeah. It's it, I mean, it much like COVID, uh, speaking out just kind kind of came and, and hit us, you know, uh, as wrestling fans, everything else, and then a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of stuff still uh, on the shelf as far as guys like. Um, uh, Jordan Devlin goes, um, you know, uh, who, what, what's the uh, company over there in the UK? Uh, it's completely overhauled everything. I think Progress, I think it was. Yeah, Progress, um, as far as management goes and, and their uh, their uh, center as far as uh, the performance center for, for their own selves over there. But a lot has changed as far as it goes. But anyway, it's good note for Impact Wrestling. I'll leave it on this. Is The fact is, again, another pay-per-view coming up Saturday, October 24th, Bound for Glory 2020. Uh, basically, another pay-per-view taking place on a Saturday, which I actually don't mind because of the fact I'm a UFC fan. So uh, it frees up, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. So as a wrestling fan, you can still get your fix as long as WWE is not producing shows like Extreme Rules. But uh, well, yeah, you know why they're doing that, right? Because right now they can do their taping sa- uh, Sunday, Monday, and have all their taping. It will be interesting to see if by well, they haven't announced where it is yet, so. It'll be interesting to see where we are in the corona to see whether it's taped in their studio or if it's taped or shot somewhere else with fans. Um, I, I think, you know what, part of impact is because they don't have anyone in the crowd. It's very quiet and very boring at least with wwe is and aw having those people in the crowd banging and stuff at least will take gives a little bit of crowd noise like i tried to watch baseball on wednesday and it was hard to do watching my blue jays come back over the boston red sox but that's not the point um but it it was watching it in fenway with no one in the stands and then piping in the game the video game sounds was odd. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this: baseball for me starts up tomorrow officially. The Red Sox in Baltimore at Fenway, uh, seven thirty. I know there's two games taking place tonight. I think the Yanks are playing. I think the uh, the Angels might be the other team or the National. I think no, the Yanks are playing the Nationals, and I think the um, the Angels or the Dodgers are the, are the second game tonight. I, I forget. I think it's the Angels though. But uh, yeah, I'm hyped. I, I mean, as far as baseball goes, but. Um, uh, it's funny that you mentioned sports because the fact is um, the ratings for Raw continuously suck. And when you listen to podcasts, not necessarily Jim Cornette because I don't know how much he discusses with regards to current ratings and stuff like that. But I know Meltzer and Alvarez are all over it. And I was listening to a podcast tonight uh, with regards to Meltzer and he was saying 
this 1.6 rating that the Raw is getting right now, the fact is there is no sports right now. You get the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA comeback, you put them on a Monday night, it, Raw is going to be toast. Raw is going to be looking at basically NXT, AEW ratings. Um, and we, I think we talked about this last week. The fact is if, you, if you're as a wrestling fan on a Monday night and you know Raw is sucking and there's no crowd, there's no fans, uh, the storylines are sucking because you've got basically uh, you know, Asuka in, the, in every single main event, um, and all of a sudden you've got your Blue Jays playing on another station. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm watching Blue Jays. Yeah, for sure. And like a lot of people like that. The Raptors are going to be on TV. I'm going to watch. Red Sox are going to be on TV. I'm going to watch. I will go through the PBR later on or catch the highlights on YouTube. And it's, it's very interesting that way. But um, in saying that, I was going to talk about the Red Sox later, but we'll talk about it now. Um, a lot of things going on just as far as small notes go. Chris Jericho Cruz postponed until October 2021. Feel bad because I think Ryan Knight was going to be part of that one. I, I know he's been there before. I think he was going again this year. Uh, Jake F. Fatu uh, signs four-year contract extension with MLW. Uh, Steven, I think you said you follow MLW. You're aware a little bit yeah. about them, eh? Uh, Jake F. Fatu, uh, Fatu four-year extension. Oh, he's the future pro wrestling. If you've never watched Jacob Fatu, have you ever seen Jacob Fatu? Yeah, I watch. Um, I don't watch it every single week, but I'm familiar with the MLW and Contra and everything else. So he is a big. What is he? He's got to be 280, 290 at least, and he moves like a cruiserweight. Him doing that moonsault, he can do. Like he does things that you're like. I'm surprised he signed with MLW honestly, because he's got. There's no way. Uh, AEW wouldn't have been flaunting millions. WWE putting money out there. I mean, I don't know if either of them would have done right by Jacob Fatu because the Contra unit is actually something quite entertaining. Um, but I mean, it's a big coup for MLW. Um, I mean, I think he is one of the futures of pro wrestling. Uh, along with MJF, uh, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Austin Theory. There's there's so many young guys. For MLW to get probably one of the top, what do you think? Two, at least for sure the top five, one of the top five young best wrestlers is a big... Uh, coup for them so yeah, I'm I, was, I was just on wikipedia the fact is uh, it doesn't mention his age but uh you're right six foot two 285 pounds and he basically is the definition of mlw it's funny because we don't talk a lot about major league wrestling on this uh, on this podcast but the fact is uh they are the diamond in the rough so to speak you've got court bauer who is uh, done phenomenal with that product with that brand he's he's kept it going he's kept, I, I guess kept it intact because it originally came about i think 2003ish i want to say and way back in the days of the extreme uh the extreme horseman with um uh, guys like Steve Carino, uh, you know, and um, all of a sudden, next thing you know, Dusty Rhodes was part of it as well. Uh, when you watch the intros, you can hear Dusty's voice. Uh, now he's doing the MLW Underground series, basically just getting through COVID. He doesn't want to put it on a live show until he can do it properly. So the fact is, Court Bauer is doing basically history of MLW every Saturday night on YouTube as well as, I think, DAZN. 
And then you've got the the current regime. You know what I mean? Guys like uh, Alexander ha uh, Hammerstone. Uh, you got Devon Eriks. You've got uh, Jacob Fatu. You've got uh, uh, Selena De Laurenta, who just came back. And, you know, uh, that is part of their core rate there. But MJF was there not too long ago. You know what I mean? And he chose AEW over MLW. So fact is, uh, like I said, they are a diamond in the rough. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But a guy like Jacob Fatu, uh, and he was tra trained by the legendary Rikishi. So the fact is, to know he re-signed with MLW, not WWE. Um, I don't know what it is because he's part of that famous Anoya family, you know. So it's why wasn't WWE interested in the guy? So, but uh, four uh, years. I think I think he's like twenty two or twenty three, so he's really young. So he's probably got at least say twenty years. I mean, I don't know if any promotion would just take the reins off of him, uh, other than an ROH, an MLW. Like, I just don't see him being used properly yet in any of the big quote-unquote promotions. But, I mean, I would love to see him go over to New Japan. He'd be a monster over in New Japan. Yeah, I think he'd kill in New Japan. The concern would be um, WWE would probably turn him into Umaga Part, uh, Umaga Part 2, you know what I mean? Um, Which is why I'm okay that he didn't sign there right now because... I enjoy watching MLW on Saturday nights. I mean, they just did one of their anthology ones. It was the Extreme Horsemen. I mean, they shut down for years and then they came back, which I, it's one of the few things I enjoy watching that. ROH at one point was something I really enjoyed watching um, up until probably the last two to three months of before COVID. It had started to, Lean. Uh, I mean, I'm interested to see where a lot of this goes when COVID's over. The NWA, I'm interested to see whether the NWA comes back. Okay, hold your thought on that because we're going to get into some AEW talk. But uh, first thing I want to mention here is uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Sengoku Lord in... Oh, I, forget the <laughs> I forget the name. I got too many windows open. Uh, where am I here? Sengoku Lord in Nagoya uh, taking place um, actually July 25th. Um, sorry, multitasking too much stuff on the go. But uh, main event is uh, Evil taking on Hiromu Takahashi. Um, basically, you've got both belts on the line from Evil versus the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. First time in, ever in history this has ever happened. Um, what do you think? Is it one of those things that it's just a, you know, hey, we're going to do this because COVID shut everything down and basically we're limited with fans, so we need to put on something that wrestling fans can still enjoy? Or do you think Romo actually has a chance at this? It's something that it's COVID and we need to put something on that the fans can enjoy. I don't think there'll be a, a clean finish. There's no way that evil... Is the light heavyweight title on the line too, or the junior heavyweight? No, just the uh, double championship by Okada, or not Okada, oh, okay. Evil. So then I could see Evil winning. I thought the uh, the junior heavyweight was on the line too, and then I thought there's no way he'll win all three belts. Um, I think Evil wins, but I'm interested. It's one of the few wrestling that I can watch and not throw up in my mouth. So that goes for all of them. It's horrible right now in North America. 
Yeah, very true. Um, and then, guys, uh, Lines Break Collision takes place tomorrow, 10 p.m., New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Uh, last little bit of topics as far as anything else goes. So, SummerSlam officially, WWE announced that it's no longer taking place in Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah, imagine that. Um, they said they'll, you know, uh, future work with TD Garden in Boston, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then last thing I want to mention, which I'm kind of excited about, is Bellator 242, Ricky uh, Bendejas taking on Sergio Pettis tomorrow, live tomorrow night, 845 prelims on YouTube, 10 p.m. main card, Paramount Network, and DAZN. Cool thing about this is Bellator has guys like Rory McDonald, um, Canadian, but the fact is it means life is slowly coming back. It's not just UFC putting on events, but it's also Bellator 242 taking place tomorrow night as well. Where, so, Where's that card being? Bellator? Yeah. Uh, Mohogan, uh, Mohogan. <laughs> Mohegan, Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. So yeah. East Coast. So I, I no fans in attendance, but the fact is the fact there Connecticut is now running the show, which is uh, interesting. But uh, I'll leave the uh, MMA talk at that. So AEW for eight forty-five this week. NXT six fifteen. Uh, main event for AEW was Jericho and Hagger taking on Luchasaurus Jungle Boy, up 7.2% in total viewers from last week. 18 to 49 demo. The show ranked fifth on cable with a 0.32 rating, up 10.3% from last week. NXT, like I said, 6.15. Main event was, I believe, Karrion Cross and uh, who the Dijakovic. Oh, Di uh, yeah, Dijakovic. Um, uh, down 2.5% in total viewers from last week. Uh, the big thing about this, they're up 21.4% in the 18-49 to 49 demo, uh, averaging a 0.17 rating to finish 35th in the cable rankings for that category. Uh, so a huge gap between the two as far as the ratings go this week. 230,000 as far as, uh, uh, you know, difference in fans. Um, as well as, like I said, AEW was 5th in the 18-49 to 49 demo. Or, sorry, NXT was... Um, uh, 35th in the demo, uh, but the major stuff that was announced from both shows was this. NXT announced uh, TakeOver 30 is coming up the night before SummerSlam, which I do believe is August... 22nd? I think the 22nd, yeah. Uh, SummerSlam will take place on the 23rd. And <laughs> reading comments from you and Sean last night in, in Facebook chat, uh, I don't know if you're too excited about the women's tag team uh, uh, tournament that's uh, about to take place. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, whoa, wow, this is going to be... Are we going to talk about this now? Do you want me to go off now, or wait a well, second? I, I want to I see if there's any... Nope, you know what? Yeah, we can uh, we can go off about this. So the fact is, when I was watching... And it, when, uh, not NXT, because we can't get it here live in Canada. When I was watching AEW last night, I didn't mind the show. There was a few weak spots, but the fact is, overall, the show was good. A few, <laughs> a few spots? So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, you know. The fact is, I'm an AEW fan. I'm I'm a wrestling fan. Okay. The fact is, I'm not gonna like everything. I thought, you know, Eddie Kingston coming into the fold at the very end of the or sorry, the very beginning of the show was great. Uh, just going through the highlights here. Uh, MJF match was what it was. Um, That's the highlight of the show. What the MJF match? Yeah. Dude, it, it, it's followed up by a Falls Count Anywhere match between the Young Bucks, the Butcher, and the Blade. So you're yeah. saying MJF was better than that? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, then you follow it up. If you would have put Butcher and the Blade, sorry, versus Young Bucks in a regular tag match, would have been a thousand times better than the disaster that that was. 
you know it's 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 funny because you were talking about FTR not being part of the show. They were not wrestling as far as far as the show goes. But you didn't mention anything about Kenny Omega not wrestling. That's because they keep fucking around. If are we talk so here's the thing. If we talk about Kenny Omega Japan, I'd be pissed. Kenny Omega AEW, I'm not sad. Not sad about it being Kenny don't care for it. Yeah. See, uh, Sean um, you know, Sean, you're supposed to be enjoying the beach with your wife there. Um, we, we gave you a shout out at the beginning of the show. Uh, best showing for B and B. The hell? Oh, Butcher and Blade to date. I thought you meant Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> so here's the problem. Eddie Kingston would have been cool ten years ago. They hyped it, which pissed me off even more. That this was a big American independent star. No, it's not. It would have been 10 years ago. The MJF match made me want to hate him. And hold, I hold on, hold on. Beyond, sorry, besides his match, Eddie Kingston and Cody, um, let me ask you this. Cody taking those tacks, and, and number two, Eddie Kingston's promo at the beginning to get that match. I mean, you had to be a fan of that at least. Uh, the tacks, I thought, were unneeded. I mean, it was a hardcore match, and that's – for no particular reason other than Eddie Kingston asked for it. And yeah, they pushed the line with the, and I've, I'll never take away Eddie Kingston's speaking ability, but he, I'm sure he'll be a manager next week. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, it's not even a, a lethal lottery. It's fucking tagged women's tag teams that they'll, get to pick themselves. Oh, it's going to be a disaster, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Eddie Kingston can talk his ass off. Not a great wrestler. And it showed. Um, MJF makes you want to watch the show. Him versus um, Jungle Boy Light, because I don't remember the the kid's name. Um, Uh, Griffin or Griffith? Who the fuck cares? Um, it made me laugh. I loved it. You wanted to fucking hate MJF. Sorry, I got it wrong. Griff Garrison. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jungle Boy Light. Um, I'm not really sure why they have a guy who looks identical to Jungle Boy. It's not his twin brother. It looks weird. Um, and then they have the No Holds Barred match or False Count Anywhere. It did nothing for the Young Bucks or the Butcher in the Blade. Um <laughs> uh, I mean, Butcher and the Blade and the Young Bucks could have had a much better regular tag match and made me want to watch it. When they super kicked Blade and he went up the escalator, I almost threw my TV remote through my TV. What about the uh, what about the ceiling tile match? Because I had posted that comment between you and that and Sean. I got nothing back. That made me. That was an LOL. That made me laugh okay, out loud that, right that there. That was funny, but the guy looked like a midget, and the problem is, is they're making Lance Archer look like a tool, and they brought him in to be this murder, the murder hawk monster, and now he looks like some guy that they brought in. So Cody he looks like a guy going into a locker room with Jake the Snake Roberts, basically murdering people. Well, let's hopefully they keep it up, but I'm not holding my breath. And then they announced the deadly draw, the women's fucking eight women 
fucking tag tournament that's going to be a disaster. Can you name me eight women's tag teams in AEW that are you going to want to watch this? Go. Come on. That I'm, I'm going to want to watch this? Yeah, that you're going to – they're going to be in this tournament and you're going to want to watch. Okay, so I, I don't mind Brandy and Cherry Bomb right now, otherwise known as Ellie. Um, I don't mind the match that I saw last night between Diamante and Ivelisse or Ivelisse. Um, yeah, they have the women's tag teams. They don't tag have tag teams. That's the problem. <laughs> Why the fuck are you doing a women's tag team if you don't have eight women's tag teams? They're putting together a bunch of women. Uh-huh. And it's going to be a fucking color green because the Diamante and Ivelisse looked horrible last night. I didn't mind the match. Um, but then you have people like you know, my my biggest concern about that is somebody like Britt Baker, who still you want to talk about Green as as Maine's kind of star she is becoming. The fact is she still can't wrestle, and now she's on the shelf, so she's going to have even more ring rust than before. Um, I mean, I agree that the, the I, it's something new, it's something different. Would they be doing this if COVID wasn't taking place? Yeah, Melcher said that this is if this the ratings are good for it. This will be an annual event. See, that's just it, though. The ratings aren't going to be good for it. No, because – and okay, so I'm not a big AEW women's fan because I don't think that they have a strong enough roster to have a women's division at this point. But I would have much rather them done 16 singles matches to crown the king of the women, the queen of the mountain – whatever. At least then I could have been like, okay, you could find 16 singles women. The only women, no, it's not going to be a mix and match. They get to pick. No, Sean, it's not a lethal lottery because I was rewatching this stupid thing. It's a deadly draw and I rewatched the stupid thing. The deadly draw part is they don't know who they're going to be facing until that night and it's dumb. So Ali and Brandy are the so hold 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 on a second. So right now for the stupid eight women deadly draw fucking women's tag. They're gonna have preset tag teams, right? Sorry. They're gonna have preset tag teams. Yes. But they have no idea who they're facing. Correct. Okay. Which dumb, dumb, dumb. Who who are you gonna put with Nyla Rose? Who's you could have set up Vicky Guerrero. Just saying. No, <laughs> you're drunk or high, so that's not the point. You could you could put somebody like um from uh, uh Big Swole with her. That would be an awesome tag team. You get Swole with uh, with Nyla. Cool. Two rest women wrestlers who have never wrestled before as a tag team, and you have no reason to have a tag a women's tag team battle ro- or thing. And now that you're just like, oh, Brandy needs to be on TV. Let's create a reason. And then they're probably going to go all the way to the finale. And whoever they face, Allie's going to turn on Brandy. And then blah, waste of time. And then you had Diamante versus Ivelisse. After this match, I am I turned off AEW. I saw nothing after the women's match. Because if I continued to watch it, I was going to throw my TV out the window. All and- right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be, we, we, we've given that... <laughs> There's more than enough time. We we know you're not an AEW fan, but I said right before we went on air, what is it going to take as far as AEW goes for you to become a fan? Okay, so we're we're 
again back to this and i think sean agrees as well because like i said going i was i was you know on the computer last night uh, my cell phone right beside me next thing you know 12 notifications 14 notifications 18 i was like holy fuck did somebody die and i go and look it's like nope sean and fucking steven just shitting on AEW <laughs> as per normal and the fact is i have to go and, and 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 log into the phone to see all of this to put the phone back down and then five minutes later there's another 18 notifications so i if, was if they weren't so bad and there's been weeks that we praise AEW, and i'll praise them but when they do stupid shit, I'm going to call them out. Just like I will call it. Thank God I didn't watch the horror show because I would have fucking probably thrown my computer through my TV so I could never watch horror shit again. But it's just stupid shit. Okay, so Sean just made a comment uh, for those listening to audio. Um, they need good wrestling, not green guys. So I'm going to ask you this. Um, two questions, and, and Sean, shut up on this one, <laughs> um, and spend some time with your wife. But uh, first question for you there, Stephen, is number one, Sammy Guevara. Uh, were you surprised to see him back last night, and um, can you support the guy knowing that what came out in the Speaking Out movement? So was I surprised he was back already? Yes. I would have. I thought it might have been another two, three weeks before he would have been back. He has an openly admitted that he was, I think, 20, 18, 19. He was a young, dumb person who made a really fucking stupid statement. He's also admitted that he made a real stupid statement. He's talked to Sasha Banks. I'm willing for him to give the benefit of the doubt because if we were, Chris, can you imagine if we were being recorded when we were 18 some of the stupid ass things what we would have said yeah i mean luckily i shouldn't say luckily but you know when i was in high school which was basically when i was 18 years old um we didn't have cell uh, cell phones and stuff like that back then i mean the stuff that we were passing notes still you know what i mean so it's um that's what i mean it's uh, it's an interesting time and and um you you know you're still hearing stuff i mean you log into twitter every single day and there's something new happening um but it's, I mean, if you're being recorded, especially podcast-wise, watch what you fucking say. You know, it's just, it, no matter your age. And and if you're 18 years old or 19 like Sammy Guevara was, hopefully he's learned from this. Hopefully he doesn't repeat the same mistakes. I'm willing to give him, there's a few of the guys who have said, um, oh, Sean. Spend time with your fucking wife. God damn it. If you want to be on the show, be on it. Um, you can't I mean, be on the show. We got about 10 minutes left, and you, you had another show to watch, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I mean, he had said something dumb. He fessed up. He owned it. He called the woman. It wasn't. This is going to sound really bad, and please don't hate me. It wasn't something where he exposed himself force a woman to do something or a male to do something on him. He said something real stupid. He's openly admitted. I'm willing to give him a second chance. Um, I mean, he didn't make someone pull their, his, their dick out or something stupid. Congo Kong, you fucking piece of shit. Um, 
I, he's what I would have wished it would have been a little longer. I'm not going to lie. I think he should have been out at least another two, three weeks. So, but I'm willing to give him another chance. If now, if something comes out since that he does or says something real dumb, he'll be done. But I mean, got to give him him a second chance. There's one dumb out. He said something dumb. He admitted it. It's not like Joey Ryan where there's, I lost track. I think there was 30 women at one point or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, with regards to Sammy too, he, he came out online and basically, uh, you know, asked for forgiveness from Sasha. Uh, Mercedes, uh, I forget what her, her last name is, but, um, and, you know, and, and she acknowledged it and, and she, uh, you know, basically accepted his apology and, but still, still said there was not, you know, no time or place to be saying shit like that. So, uh, but we'll leave it at that. Same has got a bright future ahead of him as long as he can keep himself in check. The second question I want to ask you, and we'll, we'll stop talking to AEW after this because I want to get into some independent talk. Um, fact is, next week, uh, AEW, you've got Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, World Tag Team Championship on the line, taking on, uh, uh, I want to call them SSB because that's what I know them as, but the, uh, Dark, the Dark Order. Order, yes. So Stu Grayson, Evil Uno. Are you excited about that, being an Ontario independent wrestling fan? Yes, because I think that should steal, okay, should steal the show. Um, do I expect the Dark Order to win? No. I hope it sets up the revival, or sorry, FTR versus Omega and um, Hangman sooner than later, so we can start to see the Horsemen, or whatever they're going to call them, the four. Um, we're going to keep calling them the four Horsemen, but I'm after looking what's been advertised for next week. AEW. It doesn't surprise me. AEW won this week. It's. After Fighter Fest, where Moxley beat, or Fight for the Fallen, where Moxley beat Brian uh, So, of course, there's going to be a lot of interest. There wasn't, last week, NXT wasn't a big show. This week wasn't. It'll be interesting to see the next few weeks because AEW's throwing everything at um, the ratings for next week. They have a five-on-five. Five. They have a Texas Tornado. They have a fucking tag team title match. Cody Rhodes versus another top independent U.S. So I'm sure it's going to be fucking low-key or something stupid. I mean, this is the, like, they're throwing everything at the wall. I'm so, afraid that they're doing too much too quick. But Let me ask you this. Are we going to see them hit a million people before the end of the year? As far as viewers go? No. Okay. All right. So, guys, we'll uh, talk more AEW, of course, next week. But uh, definitely check it out, uh, especially Canadians, because that's uh, a great match that's going to take place. Uh, you know, Hangman Page, uh, uh, Kenny Omega, and then the SSB, of course. Uh, some bad news. Uh, Shockstock 2020 uh, for our pal Jake there has been uh, uh, postponed. May 14th to the 16th of next year, 2021, is the new dates. Uh, obviously COVID-related. If you want to check out the official statement, check out uh, Shockstock on Instagram. As far as Canadian independent wrestling goes, here's a few quick uh, shows coming up. So RCW Friday Night Fights, Calgary, Alberta, July 24th, 31st, August 7th, 14th, and 28th. RCW Saturday Night Fights in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, July 25th, August 1st, 15th, 22nd, 29th. Uh, 365 Pro Wrestling Online 15-Year Anniversary Celebration, July 25th. 
Uh, the reason I mentioned this, uh, uh, Eddie uh, Mike Besh makes a, a statement here on July 22nd, 2005, PWA was created. December 1st, 2019, PWA held its last event before turning into 365 Pro Wrestling. July 22nd, 2020, we celebrate 15 years of pro wrestling. Be it is a Wednesday, the celebration will take place on July 25th and will be on Facebook starting at noon uh, Eastern. Um, we'll be airing our first event as well as our last PWA event and our latest 365 events for wrestling community to enjoy. We hope to get some comments from some of the wrestlers to add to the uh, to, to add as well as some more highlights, maybe some stats from Paul, etc. So please do join us on July 25th right here on Facebook. Cool thing about that is I remember some of the guys way back in the day at the PWA. Uh, Sean Spears was part of them. Uh, the Highlanders were part of the, them as well. Uh, the Cuban sensation, Elian Habanero, who's doing a podcast called The Weekly Whisper. He was part of that as well. Um, PWA, to me, had a lot of fun memories. Uh, Outlaw Scott Chase was part of it. Reggie Marley, Ruffy Silverstein. A lot of those guys that when I was first started following Ontario Independent Wrestling, that is who I was going to see. That was my smash wrestling back there was the PWA. So, guys, check that out July 25th this coming Fun fact, I actually did sound for them for years when I lived in Waterloo. Really? Yeah, I, I would uh, help them set up the ring. Yeah. Uh, and I did all their sound for them for years. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, the last PWA event I ever attended, um, I helped take down the ring first and only time I ever got to do that. It was, it was kind of a, you know interesting, though. Um, but the fact is, Josh Alexander was actually a very young rookie helping out as well. So it was kind of a, a cool uh, flashback moment for me. Uh, from there, guys, Live Pro Wrestling, uh, 365 Pro Wrestling as well. Campbell River, BC, August 1st. New School Wrestling, Dropkicks, Drive-Ins, and Dives is a drive-in wrestling party in Hamilton, August 15th. And then Destiny Wrestling presenting the Summer Heat Barbecue, which is sold out party in Mississauga, Ontario, August 16th. So, guys, that can is... I, can, I, can I mention that? Um, fuck Destiny! <laughs> You know, I, I will say this. So as, as much as we dropkicked them on the air last a week, uh, you know, I've got nothing against them. Um, when I went back and I looked and I saw the group, the group is officially run by a fan. Um, George, uh, I don't know his real last name, uh, Mendez, Terzes, or whatever it is, is an admin, but he wasn't, he didn't found the group. So, And then when you read the actual group rule, uh, rules of it, it says, do not post about anything but Destiny Wrestling. So um, I know as a group owner on Facebook, I have the ability to go and basically kick people, ban people, delete posts. And if I go and delete a post, I can go and send a notification to somebody to say why. So they might have taken it to a little bit to the extreme. But, you know, from you guys, it was hearsay. It definitely lit us up. But the fact is, I've never seen a Destiny show. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying that basically it wasn't as bad as it seemed last week. So, uh, oh no, I messaged them. <laughs> Although I will say this, Ryan Knight, um, you know, not on the show tonight, but the fact is he did say he had reached out to Destiny Wrestling with regards to his podcast, and I think six months later, still hasn't heard back. So it's um, it oh, is I what it is. Oh, oh, you, okay, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll uh, maybe maybe have a drinking episode in the month of August where we can just <laughs> vent and getting a lot of shit. But um, before Steven takes off, because I know he's got about three or four minutes before uh, his show comes on, I'm going to try to find this here. So this is the next Fantasy Warfare tournament that is in the, um, I, I don't know, in the books. Well, not in the books, but uh, on the horizon, so to speak. So plan was to do a, a, a two sets of 16. We're no longer doing that. We're going to do a, a big show of 32, all 32 at the same time. Uh, it's going to be one hell of a show, probably going to be like three hours or so. Uh, you know, so, but, uh, Stephen, are you excited about the Cruiserweights and, and doing this, uh, the one-time, uh, 32-man show? I'm excited for it. 
for the cruiserweights because it uh, it expanded to from sixteen to thirty two. We'll definitely see how thirty two. This will be the biggest episode we've ever done in one shot. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm excited. I mean, can I leak one of the matches just to watch your head explode live on TV? Well, yeah, um, I know what match you're gonna leak, and it's gonna be the it's gonna be tougher than Omega Okada. I tell you that much. Yeah, luck of the draw, Mister Twinkle Toes himself, Kenny Omega, drew probably the greatest cruiserweight ever, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now, and we haven't even started the tournament yet, but uh, Omega's fucked. Second yeah. tournament in a row, he's fucked. Because uh, you put on the last time, he drew someone else that you're like, well, bye, like you're done. It's, it's one of those things where basically it's it'd be this. I mean, there's very few guys, like a less than a handful of guys that could actually go against Liger and, and make it, you know, make it a battle. Liger could well, be that. One I can think of. Yeah, Ultimate Dragon. Ultimate Ray Mysterio, though. Not in the first round. We'll get into it when we go live, but there's only two. One guy to me that in a first round could take on and take out Liger, and it would be the Dragon. Ultimate Dragon. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. So, yeah, I look forward to that uh, sometime next week, uh, just looking at scheduling uh, scheduling right now and everything else. So, how much time you got left? It's not on yet. We're fine. <laughs> All I right. Over. If, if we go long, I just need to run over and hit pause. All right. So, we got Scumbags of Wrestling, hashtag We Are Scumbags. Steven's part of that group. I'm part of that group. Found it by the one and only Mr. Sean Bates, who was supposed to be away from the show tonight, but made about 27 comments in the background there. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scumbags are wrestling. Let's try to get 500 guys, uh, men, women, uh, you know, uh, scumbags before the end of the year. I think it would be cool. Uh, check out my website, CWN, hashtag CWN online. Uh, basically, news, results. Uh, you'll see some uh, interviews that I've done in the past. You'll see every episode of the uh, sharpshooter on there as well as every episode of this on there as well uh, check this out as well steven's wrestling journey so hashtag steven's wrestling journey that is with regards to sean's t-shirt sales um, he is doing very well with it um, you know he's uh steven's wrestling journeys on facebook uh, twitter instagram uh, as well as youtube so check that out official website for us thursday night throwdown.ca is the official website for us. Uh, Steven's signaling that he's going to kick off. <laughs> so I'll make this oh, short. No, it's all right. It went to commercial. I thought I was. Oh, it went to commercial. So Steven's got a show he watches every Thursday. Well, at least now anyways. And the t-shirt that he represents with regards to the show right now is, is kind of part of that. So uh, Steven's a big fan of the uh, the Drag Race show. And it is Drag Race Canada taking place right now, yeah, right? It's Canada's Drag Race. And I'm rocking the BOA, Team BOA bitch on arrival <laughs> no idea what that means but i'll leave it at that that's her drag name that's what her her drag name is boa yeah and it stands for bitch on arrival Jeez. <laughs> all right we'll leave that's it at that I am. okay uh bye guys i will see you guys next week and uh wait for uh, fantasy warfare all right good having steven on the show sean we'll see you next week and guys thank you very much for watching and listening and everybody take care